Iconic makeup artist. Beauty industry revolutionary. Entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. Hannah Bronfman is a modern day Renaissance woman. As a graduate of Bard College, where she studied fine art, she has built a reputation as a celebrity and influencer through her work as a DJ and on-camera personality, also an entrepreneur and beauty expert, as well as her passion for health and wellness. Hannah is currently a global brand ambassador for Adidas and American Express. She has turned her passion for wellness and food into a career by founding the brand HB Fit, a unique destination for all things health and beauty. HB Fit offers its followers original content, both in the form of a newsletter and via HB Fit TV, a series powered by YouTube, which offers tutorials, conversations, and recipes within HB Fit's three main verticals. Please welcome Hannah Bronfman to the show. Well, I follow you every single day on social media. I see exactly what you're doing, what backflips you're doing, what facials, what you're eating. Like, how much of what we see is the real Hannah? Like, you must wake up some days and say, I feel tired, fat, ugly, whatever. Do you? I mean, okay, yes, of course. I wake up. It's funny. It's a little bit of both because I'm not going to lie. My mom used to say that I woke up in the morning and I'd be like, I'm awakey, awakey. I love my life. <laughs> like literally every, every morning. So I will say I do wake up on the right side of the bed most days. But of course, there are days where I am hungover, don't want to do anything, like just want to watch TV on my couch and there is no content to be made. But to be honest, everything that you see me doing, I'm actually doing. Um, it's not like I'm not a bot. I'm like right. a real person. And I am taking like a lot of genuine snippets throughout my day. But I think something that we always forget is like there are so many things I don't record that are going on in my day. And like what you're seeing on stories is like a condensed 45 second kind of slice of reality. You know, I think people think like, oh, if it didn't happen on the gram, like it just didn't happen. Like what else was going on the day if like if we didn't see it? You know what I mean? So what will you not take a picture of? And it happens like often. Honestly, there's so many things I just even sometimes forget to take a picture of. Even sometimes when I'm cooking, I'm like, oh, I've got this whole idea about like, you know, how I want it to be filmed and blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes I get cooking. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to do the entire intro and the first three slides of the ingredients. Now I'm like backpedaling and like you know what I mean so I I try not to take it so seriously because when I do get in my own head about creating content I like to be methodical and then it just goes out the window so it just goes to show you that like you can never be that in control and like there's always going to be things one of my highest liked Instagrams was a picture I took on a Friday where I had three giant bags full of junk, like literally my shoes from events during the week, my makeup, my scarf, and I just dumped it on the floor and I said, I give up. And people loved that because they're like, oh my God, you're not perfect. So do you do stuff like that too? Like, Yeah, I try. I mean, I feel like I 
I post like unflattering photos of myself every so often. Definitely on my stories. I feel like I don't really care. Well, they're not really unflattering, but they're more real, I guess. Like I no guess. makeup. And, yeah, no makeup. Yeah. Not maybe the best angle. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important also and something that I've been trying to incorporate more. But it's kind of difficult when you have also sponsorships that right. kind of are in this vein. But like, you know, like sitting right now, I've got rolls in my stomach and sometimes I wish that I would just like show that on Instagram because people I feel like the whole world of body image and body positivity needs some more realness and I am totally aware of the fact that I contribute to the I don't want to say unrealistic because my body is my body and it is just what it is and I work hard at it but it's not to say that sitting down is a bad angle you have to give a weird angle or you know after you eat you're bloated and like I'm not taking photos of like my food coma belly you know what I mean and like I get that and I think that there could be some more realness and it's 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 interesting and I listen to like the way my little sisters talk about themselves and their bodies and it's funny because it's when I get kind of outside of my own bubble that I realize I should be doing more of those types of things to like really showcase the realness and not just such a polished version of it. Right, because it's one of the things that you and I kind of bonded on in the beginning because I am definitely someone that had self-esteem issues when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. middle school, and I moved to New York, and what do I do for a living? I just hang out with supermodels. Right. So, you know, I tried not to compare myself to the girls that had one name back Mm -hmm, then, mm -hmm. but you couldn't help it. But here I am, you know, honestly in my 60s, and I'm working my butt off trying to be the best version of myself. Absolutely. There's days where I feel really good and there's days where I've gone out to dinner too many times and my digestion's off and I'm not feeling good. And that's what I'm personally looking for peace within myself. Yeah. I don't know where you are with finding peace. Honestly, it's a it's a struggle every day. And especially I was just telling you how we don't live in the city anymore. So we're living in Long Island and we go to the city for like three days, four days on end. And every single night we're eating out that we're in the city. And that's really, really difficult for me. Like it's so frustrating when I, I do try hard to like eat very clean during the day, even if I'm still like eating out whatever. And then at night, it's just like, you know, I like to have my tequila. I like to eat butter and like cream. And I try to stay away from dairy and I do all the things. But, you know, sometimes you just want to indulge. And after days on end of eating out and then like you wake up, your skin's a mess, you're bloated, my eyes are puffy and I'm supposed to like show up for a shoot. I'm like, okay, well, I maybe I could have thought about a few things differently, but I'm here to like live my life. And I really don't subscribe to like deprivation or depriving myself. You did though. You, at one point you did, weren't you much stricter? I mean, and you had like a how moment that you don't want to be like that. I mean, I definitely have always been very disciplined, but I think that's very different than restricting your things from yourself. And I did have that aha moment back when, this is almost eight years ago when I was diagnosed with leaky gut. But I've done so much work to get past and be in a place where my systems are working. Do you think there is a thing as leaky gut? Absolutely. And what did you do to heal it? So I did a a bunch of different things. So I first started with um, a very specific regimen of things that I was not supposed to eat and things that I needed to eat every single day. A lot of that was around powders and different things that helped with rebuilding the lining of my gut. So for about three months, I was on a very specific protocol that I like had to have these shakes twice a day. 
that like weren't about calories, protein, or whatever. Is that it Dr. Was, Lippman? No. No. Okay. No. It was actually a doctor named Dr. Gabrielle Francis. She had a book out that was all about retoxing for like the rock star. She kind of like went on tour with um, mm. a bunch of different bands in like the 80s, 90s, and was basically on call for these people to, you know, obviously you're depleted playing shows on end and drinking like crazy. And so she was really there to kind of help these rock stars like get through. And so I was thinking if anyone could understand my lifestyle, it was this woman, you know, because at the time I was DJing so much at night. And anyway, so I saw her and she put me on a very strict regimen. And I swear, after two months of really being diligent about making sure I was having these shakes twice a day. Did you not drink for those two months? No, I drank. Okay. I drank. Shoot, then I could follow this. Yeah, okay, I, drank. I drank. <laughs> the only time I didn't drink was I didn't drink for six weeks, almost two years ago. It was like a September till my birthday so like almost two months and I felt amazing I felt so good actually that I was like oh my god maybe I'll never drink again yeah and then I was like nah. fuck that yeah um, <laughs> after two months of sticking to this regimen for leaky gut I swear I not only saw a difference in my digestion but my skin had completely cleared up the skin that I had spent two years previously working on via antibiotics mm. and all this crap that basically shattered the lining of my gut, which led me to leaky gut. Right. After two months of this regimen, I really started to see a difference. And that's when I committed myself to eating in a proper way that was nutritious for my body and not just eating crap. And that's what I still do now. And I'm very diligent about like the things that I put into my body. You know, I love to like live my life. So what'd you have for breakfast today? Today I had two pieces of gluten-free toast. Who makes One, a good gluten-free toast? Honestly, I just, awful. I just bought like a random brand from, I think it's called Moxie. Mm -hmm. And if you like really toast it up, it's like pretty good. And I had it with dairy-free chive cream cheese and smoked salmon from Russ and Daughters. Mm -hmm. And on the other toast, I had it with almond butter and honey. Cool. That's yeah. like breakfast and lunch. Yeah, and I had celery juice like an hour before that. Okay, so you're doing the celery juice. So I'm heavy on the celery juice. Could you tell juice. me about that? Because uh, if you, you guys that are listening, I've been obsessed with celery juice since uh, the medium. Anthony, what's his last name again? I forget. the, the Anthony Williams medium. or something. Yeah. Anthony, the medium just says that celery, this yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> celery juice will cure digestive yes. issues. I'm not a juicing person. Well, I've uh -huh. never really believed in like the juice cleanses and all that stuff. I'm not a big person in, in putting a ton of sugar into my body without the fiber. And so I've never really been into juicing. And then I was seeing all these people talk about celery juice. And if you have it first thing in the morning and all the benefits and effects. So I was like, okay, I had just come back from traveling in Greece at the end of the summer. I was in Canada at my husband's, I almost just said boyfriend, that's funny, <laughs> at my husband's family's place. And I and they all think I'm already a little crazy. So I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna go for it. And I made myself celery juice every single day for 10 days in a row. And it was crazy what I was seeing. First of all, I was seeing a lot of things that had been on my skin under the surface. That was coming up. It was coming up, clearing out, and then I like by day ten, my skin looked amazing. But did you make it every single morning? Because you're supposed to drink it fresh every single morning. It's Ugh. not that hard. It takes like ten minutes. But then cleaning those juicers are impossible. Oh, I don't have a juicer, so I uh -huh. literally just blend the celery with water in and the Vitamix in a Vitamix, and okay. either put it through a strainer or 
or a nut bag or okay. something and voila. Ah. Yeah, easy peasy. Okay, I will try that because I have a juicer and it takes about five minutes to make the juice and 20 minutes to clean it. Yeah, I've never, I don't understand how okay. people deal with the juicers and the cleaning okay. of the systems. Well, I will try it because it's been on it's been on my list. Try it. I really yeah. I'm a huge fan and okay. I am trying to cut out coffee. I was never really a big coffee drinker, but I have to say I do like the taste of coffee, but when I drink celery juice, I have energy in the morning and right. I don't feel the need to drink coffee. When you do drink coffee, what do you drink? I'm espresso. See, I like a oat milk latte or mm -hmm. an almond milk latte. I keep it simple, but I do, I guess lattes are made with espresso, right? Right, yeah. See, I don't really know anything yeah. about See, coffee. See, I just drink it black. You like I mean, because I just, you know, I'm like straight. If I want tequila, I do that plain right I same yeah. with me I'm a yeah. tequila drinker plain as well I guess for me we're in October right now so I am coming off the summer travel when you're in Europe you're having an espresso every single day and so that's kind of what right. I'm dealing with because normally I'm not a coffee drinker at all and I in fact I have like these so many weird concoctions and potions that I make for myself that do not have coffee in them that are natural caffeines like whether it's like a matcha MTC latte or it's like I have this blend called dandy blend and it's like a mix between dandelion and chicory root I bet it tastes awful it tastes so freaking good oh, I don't I'm believe sending it you, I'm yeah. sending you a bag okay. you're gonna make it for yourself right. and I'm gonna make a believer out okay. of you okay alright well well, you're gonna have to text me the doctor's number mm -hmm. and all this, the powders <laughs> you take cause I'm you know I'm definitely someone that searches in the digestive thing totally but also so you're so multifaceted besides being this in influencer with this amazing content you are also a dj and like a very famous dj so are you still djing regularly is that still like one of your top things yeah it is actually which is crazy because 10 years later i'm like how am i still yeah. doing this <laughs> and so do you think it had anything to do with your growing up i mean for i don't know you know who doesn't know this but hannah her father was the chairman of warner music mm -hmm. did i get that right yeah so do you think growing up, did you just have like musicians in your house? Did your dad always have the music on? Well, if we take it back even further, my mom actually was a Broadway. She was on Broadway in the all original cast. First all black cast of Hello, Dolly with Cab Calloway on Broadway. Ah. She um, has always been kind of a triple threat dancer, singer, model. She was in Shaft, the original Shaft. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And she also used to date Miles Davis. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, what was her name? Sherry Brewer. Sherry Brewer. Now okay, she goes good. by Sherry Bronfman. Bronfman. Who I just actually had the pleasure of spending the afternoon with doing a shoot with. Oh my gosh, isn't she? Oh, she's a amazing. Force? She's, she's amazing. amazing. I know. She's amazing. So, I mean, first of all, I think the coolest combination in the whole world is to be black and Jewish. I, I like. I couldn't even imagine anything better. It is an amazing mix. It's funny though. I mean. <sighs> With everything that's going on in today's society, and even when I was younger, I kind of always felt this like weird societal difference between like the girls that I went to school with, whether they were Jewish or if they were black. And it was always seemed to be someone else's kind of difficult time to wrap their head around my mix. Mm -hmm. And I think something that my mom always told me was there will always be people who won't understand you or, you know, will have all these 
thoughts about you. Pre-knowing you. Yeah, yeah pre-knowing you. And, you know, your actions have to speak louder than your words. And you so just did always you have, have to live by example. Did you have more black girlfriends or white girlfriends? Or was it a mix? Um, I mean, growing up in a school where I was like probably one out of five black girls in my grade, I will say that I had more white friends growing up. Right. But then when I went to dance after school at Alvin Ailey, I made a lot of black friends. But I also... It was actually at Ailey that I kind of realized that I wasn't like everyone else and that a lot of people, a lot of girls were like, you know, they would say that I didn't have the rhythm or things like that. And now knowing what that uh-huh. really means, it means I'm sorry, like you're so not I, black enough. Right, exactly. Um, and, you know, those and, are, and you're a world famous DJ now, girls, if you're listening, <laughs> whoever said that to Hannah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so those are the things like, I mean, listen, I love my mix. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think it's so unique. And, and I love both cultures so much. They've both affected me in profound ways. And I think the road to identity for Everyone is super interesting and conflicted and convoluted. And even now, more than any time ever before, with all of the social media and people being able to have bullying so close to home and all that stuff, like it's just, it's so crazy. So I actually talk a lot about like coming to terms with my identity and coming to terms with my body and body acceptance, actually, in my book. But yeah, so the music thing, to back up for a sec. My mom has always been musically inclined. My dad actually, pre-ever working in corporate America in the music world, was actually a songwriter, and he used to write songs for Dionne Warwick, amongst other people, and that's actually how my parents met, because my mom was in an off-Broadway show with Dionne, and my father was writing some music for her, so he came to see her show, and he met Mm. my mother there. Wow. Okay, and then, I didn't know that. And I didn't know that your dad was a songwriter. Yes, he actually wrote some songs for Celine Dion as well. Huh. And actually, my older sister has an insane voice, and she's a songwriter. My brother, my older brother, is a music producer and also has his own band. I almost felt like, geez, everyone got the, the talent in the family. Like, what do I have going for me? And so I actually came into music through DJing, which doesn't necessarily take the natural talent that I feel like my whole family has. Can you sing? You know, I used to be able to sing before puberty is what I like to say. But you could sing with tequila probably. Totally, totally. Give me a karaoke and I'll I'll Uh, go at it. But also growing up, you know, with having Edgar Bronfman as a dad, I mean, the ultimate, you know, businessman and your dad's family, you know, really must have been like major, major influence on you. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really realize how much of an influence they really were on me until I created my first company in 2012. And I really felt like that's when I figured out what I wanted to be doing with my life. And, you know, DJing has always been such a learning experience for me because as something that started out with just as a hobby, I've really turned into, you know, a very large business for myself. You know, having... My dad and and my grandfather especially be so, you know, they're just, I don't want to say that like the love in our family was around, you know, performance and success, but I will say my grandfather comes from a different time, Mm -hmm. you know, a different generation where hard work was the only thing that mattered. And I will say that those are some things that have definitely trickled down and have stayed with me. And I, you know, my grandfather used to always say like, you know, it all comes down to execution. Anyone could have the same idea as you, 
But if you do it in a way that's better than the other person or get it done, period, you know, it's all about execution. So I, I will say that they've definitely been a huge influence on me in, in terms of how I've been able to scale my growth. And, and you have so many different businesses. You also started an app in 2012, 2014, and that was an exercise app or how to get into classes? Remind so me again. it was 2012. It was an app called Beautified. It was a way to book last minute beauty appointments through a curated list of salon and spas. We were actually the first on-demand mobile beauty app. We came before Glam Squad, before Priv. And it's funny because actually to this day, we kind of launched our product and then about 18 months after we launched our product, Glam Squad launched, and that was going the route of in-home. And then we got to a crossroads in the beauty industry with on-demand apps, whether or not these things were going to go in-home or in-salon. And it went in-home. And we were going in salon. So there was that challenge. But we basically created a proprietary software that was going to integrate into the booking systems that all these salons had had, which no one had something that they were in love with at all. So right. here we were, you know, we created a beautiful dashboard for them. We were going to sell all of their unsold inventory. And, you know, we weren't going to do it at a discounted rate. And now, fast forward, we raised money, and then I ended up having, there was three business partners, me, another female, and another male, and my female co-founder and I ended up having a falling out with our male co-founder, and he kind of hijacked the company, and it was a really heart-wrenching, devastating day that when I, you know, here we were, Annie and I, thinking we were going to kind of get this guy out of the company because he was a loose cannon. And our investors were with us 100%. And then we kind of got served these papers out of the blue like a day before we were going to mm. hit him. And so you can imagine that that did not end well. And it was my first insane learning experience about you know, who you go and to work with are essentially your, you know, when people talk about work wife and work husbands, right. it's very real. And like we had a full divorce. But you never know when you're going into it. There's no way to be sure. No, there is no way to be sure. But there were red flags and I ignored them because I was very eager. I was young. I mean, I was 25 years old. I was like hell bent on doing this. And it was beautiful. I mean, it was, it was a I remember gorgeous it was app. Beautiful. It worked. We had customers. Yeah, like right. it was amazing. Does it still exist? It does not still exist. But get this. Fast forward five, six years. Now there is a company called Reggie, which my ex-co-founder Annie is now working on with the ex-CEO of Glam Squad. That is really and funny. And it's all about basically booking appointments huh. in salon. Huh. Yeah. So That's it's awesome. called Reggie and it's all about your beauty regimen. And I hope that, you know, that it'll be all the success. And I can't wait to book my appointments with that. Yeah, me too. So is that launched already? It, I, you know, I just saw an ad come up in my Instagram. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say yes. Because there's times I'm in New York and I have a couple hours between appointments. Totally. And it's like, all right, I'd love to get a massage. Right. I'd love to get. Yeah. But I don't. You, and it's like I don't want to call places right. around. I just want to, yeah. an aggregated. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. I will, yeah. I will definitely check that and out. The reason why I even decided to make something like that was because I was actually transitioning from DJing nightclubs to DJing corporate events. And I needed to take a little bit more care in my appearance because now I was DJing at 6 p.m. for a room of executives right. as opposed to DJing at midnight for a room of drunk people. But come on. All you got to do is put your hair up in a ponytail or a bun like you have now 
And that's about it. Like, I know, but when you're a girl like me who loves a good yeah. head massage <laughs> uh-huh. and, you know, like loves to get their makeup done, like, you know, those are the things that it's funny. I always say, like, I end up spending all my money on organic food and uh, products because uh. I've been obsessed with the beauty world and food and health and wellness ever since I was a little girl. And I just realized I can't believe I've never done your makeup. I have I to. Can't I, realize, oh, I, I can't believe well, that. Well, I'm, I'm back trying to be a makeup artist. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, we should so, do a YouTube oh, video. I would love to. No, Bobby. seriously. Yeah. And I'd I'm not. honored. And I'm using all new makeup. I'm only using organic makeup now. Oh, my gosh. Good so, for you. Yeah. So Good I'd definitely you. love to do something. But but I want to talk about your book and all of your crazy different content that you're doing. Because yeah. you're, I, I tried reading your, your bio and I was like, okay, this is going to take me two hours. Because there's so many things. You're a serial entrepreneur. As am I, so I love listening to other people. So let's talk about your book. Okay. Because that's so going to be humongous. I'm very excited. Thank you. I'm really nervous, though, to be honest. But I think ner- it's just nerves because, are good. Yeah, I think it's also just because I kind of poured my heart and soul into it. And there's a lot of kind of untold stories that in the world of social media and creating content, I feel like I'm so close with all of my followers which is a weird thing to say but like I feel like they really know me but there are still some stories that I haven't been able to share or tell because they're so personal and I don't want to like be crying into like a video camera like that's insane so I there is a lot of stuff in the book about my upbringing and pressures and kind of all of these things that kind of affected me at a young age and how I was able to cope with them or not cope with them and how they've kind of created the person that I'm sitting in front of you today and other things that are in the book besides like personal anecdotes are all the learnings that I've really amassed over the last nine years of my own health journey. You know, something that I feel so lucky about is that I've I've been able to have access to so many experts. Sometimes too many, right? Oh my God. It's like, okay, I just need one opinion, (laughs) not 15. But but yeah, so I've had so many great people come into my life, whether they're nutritionists, doctors, facialists, holistic healers, you know, colon therapy healers. So I feel like I've amassed an amount of pro tips. They've changed my life. And so this book is really about a download of all the knowledge that helps me get through every single day and what has helped me get through the last nine years of my life that I think people are really looking for. This is not a book about how to be like me. This is not a book about meal planning. This is not a book about diets or exercising. This is a book that will help you get on your own journey of self-discovery and help you live the best life that you can. And how about those that read the book that aren't in New York City or L.A. Oh, or yeah. Chicago? So, honestly, this knowledge has no uh, limits to where you live. And the recipes that I have in the books, I have a whole section of recipes. That whole section is, you know, not using any ingredients that are crazy, things that you can find at your local supermarket. Although, you know, I am a big fan of supporting your local farmers. No matter where you live in this country, you can do that. It's not that difficult. It takes a little bit of research online, maybe about 20 minutes. And then you can like sign up for a CSA and make a huge impact in the environment and your own health journey. And then a lot of the beauty DIY stuff is basically based out of your pantry. 
maybe there's a, a few ingredients that you might need to order on Amazon, like a bentonite clay. But if you know, like, you know, any sort of clay mask, you're going to need to find high quality clay. But otherwise, you know, I've got lots of things that you can do with yogurt, lots of things you can do with honey and avocado. Ray what about Jane, the pictures? The pictures yeah. in the book. Yeah, well, yeah, like what kind of photography? So it's it's not too heavy on the photography. Mm-hmm. I wanted this to feel a little bit like my Instagram, but at the same time, there's a lot of like written knowledge in there. And so the photos are just kind of, I just did a shoot in my apartment that we no longer own, but you know, it was like me at home and me kind of cooking and the food photography is absolutely gorgeous like out of this world and I'm so so proud of the recipes that are in the book and the way the food photography came out and otherwise the photos are like me like very natural just like kind of in my own element when's the book coming out January 8th do what feels good and it's available to purchase at anywhere that books are sold including Amazon Barnes and Noble all the places including Audible Very cool. So let's talk about some of your other platforms. Your digital show, Hanagram. Tell me about that. Okay, so I did have a show with Pop Sugar for two years called Hanagram, which was awesome. And it was basically me as a guinea pig trying out the latest and greatest in all the kind of health and wellness trends. So I did things like train for, what is it, American Ninja Warrior. I did like the novelty chocolate massage. Like I tried all of these. How is a chocolate massage? So strange. I bet. And the chocolate's not even edible. Oh. Uh, I know. And what's not, the point? I know. It's not yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> not mm. something I would recommend for Valentine's Day, just yeah. if anyone was thinking about it. Well, that it, would be a I'm good sure editorial you were, when you're promoting the book to talk about all the things you've tried that people should not even bother with. Totally, totally. And that's the other thing is I've tried it all, especially back in the day when I found out that I had leaky gut, I was like, okay, should I be eating for my blood type? Should I go vegetarian? You know, all the different things. And so I basically in this book tell you that there isn't one way of subscribing and that it's everything in moderation. But there are certain things that kind of you should avoid, you know, that are just not good for your stomach lining. But it also depends on what your own personal goals are, which is why this book is so interesting, because you can really tailor and pick and try different things. And you don't have to do everything at once either. But Hanagram is no longer in existence. It was a really fun show. I love doing it with Pop Sugar. Um, And I'm actually working on a different show concept now with a company that I cannot disclose at the moment. But I'm also now, instead of working with Pop Sugar kind of upgraded to BuzzFeed. And so now I'm working with BuzzFeed across all of their platforms, which includes like Nifty, which is like their DIY home decor, As Is, which is their inclusive beauty brand, Tasty, which we all know is their crazy Mm. food platform. Um, So I'm really excited to work with BuzzFeed because it seems like they have such a crazy knowledge of what it's, the formats and and you know, what it takes to create beautiful content. And as much as I think I know how to create content, there's so much I don't know. So I'm really looking forward to learning from them. And how do you get most of these gigs? Do you have an agent? Do you just, is it kind of people you meet through the network? So I have a manager. I also have an agent. Um, I will say my manager has been just a full on rock star. Like I've never met someone who goes so hard for me. 
And without him, I don't know like where I would be, to be honest. A lot of these things start by having a conversation with someone who is like, hey, I really like that you did this. And by the way, I work at this company and I'd love to have you in for a meeting with our team. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. So a lot of things come from the organic content that I'm creating and just having certain eyeballs privy to it. I mean, my husband and I, we co-hosted a show on NBC last year right before the Winter Olympics and the show was called First Look. Their host had just left and so they were looking for someone to fill um, an episode and one of the producers was like well I follow these two people on the internet and they're awesome and I think they should come in and do a test for it and they loved us and we ended up doing it. So I will say a lot of it just comes from having certain people kind of take the chance on you and and want to I guess it's because people think that we're personable yeah <laughs> you and know cute and adorable yeah, and all those things yeah i guess yeah. so but it's, have you ever just like cold called someone that you i just... cold call people every single day especially yeah. for hb fit so i reach out to brands all the time i'm constantly sliding into people's dms i'm asking my friends if they have connections to x y and z company so tell us about tell us about that business okay so hb fit is a wellness media brand and we've been around now for four years and hb fit basically we do content in health beauty and fitness and that's what HB fit stands for we created an awesome community of women who really want to know about the latest and greatest in the world of wellness whether it's trends to try to not try product reviews uh, how to's tips on how to kind of multitask and how to get that personal care time in and so we do kind of all of that stuff and then essentially we also have now created a YouTube for HP Fit, and we're really hell-bent on focusing on, on video content. So I do a lot of interviews with other female founders. Um, I do a little series called Hot Guys in the Kitchen, where I bring in guys who sometimes know how to cook, sometimes mm -hmm. they're just very nice to look at, and we cook healthy meals together. Oh, I have a great person for your show. Oh, really? Oh, my God, my nephew Tyler. He was actually once on the subway. You know there's that Instagram, Hot Guys Reading? Yeah. He was once reading. He is He's single. He's handsome. He's How gorgeous. How old is Tyler? Tyler is 29, maybe? <gasps> oh, no. He's stunning. And he's... And the sweetest. Single? And he's single and the nicest. He looks like a Ken doll. All right. I mean, he's gorgeous. But he's the sweetest man you've ever met. Okay. Well, Bobby, let me just yeah. add one more thing to yeah. my ongoing list of bio okay. things. But I am kind of a matchmaker. <gasps> Are you? Yes. I have two nephews. You get a prize. I have two amazing. One of them is the Jewish Ben Affleck. Oh my gosh. My nephew Jeremy, who's a lawyer, who's like 32. Tyler, 29. He's like a model. Okay. Fitness model Kendall. Send me both of I their will. Instagrams. I I'm going to DM definitely. them and just okay. say, I was with Bobby. Heard you guys are single. I have so many cute friends. Oh. Like, let's chat. Okay. And how about my dad, who's 83 and How about my mom, who's so single handsome. and who's the but coolest. She does, but she doesn't want an 83-year-old. No, she She's wants, she wants, excuse me, my mom wants anyone who is cultured, cool, hip to the streets, like wants to go to art shows, like. Yeah, he's a Chicago guy, though. He's uh, in you Chicago. You know, my mom's born and raised in Chicago. Really? South side, north side? South side. Wow. She went to DuSable High. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so they yeah. sounds like they'd be great together, yeah. minus the fact that they live in different, in different cities. different places, yeah. Okay. And your mom's way younger. Your mom's way younger. She's, I mean, she would kill me. Yeah, you don't have to say it. But, but she's not that yeah, much younger. Okay. She looks like she's yeah. like 30 years younger, uh -huh. but 
her face is just uh, insane. Well, your mother's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. She is really beautiful. And by the way, we did not mention the name of your book in oh, our whole goodness. conversation. The name of the book is Do What Feels Good. And it's going to be number one on Amazon by the time you hear this podcast. Oh, my gosh. It's not I out yet so. as we film it. I yeah. hope so. Fingers crossed. Sorry Oprah doesn't have a show because that's a slam dunk. Oh, I it know. was in the olden days. I know. Now you just have to go on everyone's podcast. <laughs> totally. It's, it's so much more work. But <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. It is. And I actually, that's it's so funny you say that because I've been such a such a challenge for me is really kind of figuring out this content that I'm going to create around the book in terms of like the teaser content. Right. It's like I'm not used to creating recipes and then not giving you guys the ingredients, right. but get ready for a whole bunch of teaser content. Or unless you, by the time you are hearing this, you've probably already seen all the teaser content. And let me tell you, I've worked really hard on that. I'm sure. And I'm sure it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. And it's going to be really great. I can't wait to see it. I know. I'm excited. And have we Thank missed you. anything else you're working on right now? Well, my latest Adidas campaign just came out. I'm really excited. I got to be alongside some insane talent. Like? Carly Kloss, Dua Lipa, Shay Mitchell, and Garbina, who's mm. the tennis player. So we, uh, us five women kind of are the global faces of Adidas Women right Congrats. now. Thank you. That is so cool. Thank you. It's very cool. It's really, um, you know, they're a dream company to work with. Mm. And again, honestly, they came to me because I was creating content that they really felt like they could get behind and that my message really aligned with their message. And so I'm very, very grateful to them and to have them as a partner. That is really cool. And is it sneakers or clothes or everything? Um, it's everything. Sneakers and clothes. We're really focused on sports bras right now. You know, 80% of women wear the wrong size sports bra and bra. Well, there's not really good sports bras, I'm telling you. I, I, I am an endowed girl, and I, and I, like, squeeze myself into something depending on what sport I'm doing. It's not easy to find a good one. No, you're right. It's not. And Adidas actually is implementing an in-store fitting at every store across the U.S. I don't know many women that want to do a bra fitting. Well, that's also <laughs> has to do with the fact that 80% of women are wearing the wrong bra size. But Is I that also, no one wants to talk about the size of their boobs, I feel like? No, it's just you. I'd rather like try it on at home and send it back. Like more Warby Parker-ish. Like I don't want to go in and take my coat off and my scarf and my clothes and get in a dressing room and get in the bad light and look at yourself in the mirror and try this bra on. I'm like, no, I want to go home. I want to do it. I guess I hear you on that. But for me, it's like even if I were doing it at home, I'd still end up probably putting the wrong size on because I think it like looks cuter to have it smaller because my boobs might look bigger which is the opposite problem right. that you might be having. Right. No, but... I just need one that when I jump, they don't. Right, right. I <laughs> guess simple. I just need a woman who is very, you know, proficient in the world of boobs to tell me what my size is. Because no matter what I might think it is, I feel like I'm getting it wrong. Yeah, well, I think that's a good thing, but I will still mail order mine. <laughs> okay, so fair enough. It's really good. Fair enough. Yeah. Actually, I've been seeing so many bra companies like that. Um Around, if there's so, and I order them all, and I send them all back. Really? I so think, nothing is up to Bobby's no, standards. No, because I'm really particular. I don't want anything sticking out on the side. I want it really smooth. Maybe, I don't. Do, under I, do I feel like this is a new venture? I for absolutely you? do not want to be in a clothing business. <laughs> I, 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 I'd like to create things, but definitely not. The last thing I want is merchandise to have to deal with. You know, and yeah. our world is so different. I mean, I'm really excited about being in the health and wellness industry. Yeah. You know, I got my degree as a health coach. And yeah. I'm just, Congratulations. Thank you. And I am just all about, like, creating things and helping people feel good about themselves. It is 
almost exactly what you are involved in. Mm -hmm. And it's just so refreshing for me to be with someone, especially of your age and all your experience, and just see where you've been and where you're going. And I think I think there's nothing that would surprise me that Hannah Bronfman like comes out with in the future. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. like coming from you. I can't even yeah. be blushing over here. Yeah, and it was so much fun having you, your husband, and your son, and your uh, brother over for Yom Kippur that year. Yeah, that was so fun. It was really fun. That was so fun. We yeah. need to come back for a yeah. good old break fast. Yeah, definitely. So, Seriously. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming. Thank I really you so much for having it. me. This is awesome. Hannah has such a creative, positive, upbeat personality. She is not afraid to try new things. Besides being a beauty, besides being a health fanatic who loves exercise, she is a really hard worker. She works so hard on her body and on her businesses, and I credit a lot of her hard work to the family she grew up in. That's it for this episode of Long Story Short. Follow me online at Just Bobby Brown. If there's someone you want on the show, let me know there. If you really like the podcast, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really like the show, send me a few bucks. I promise to send it to charity. And that's a wrap for Long Story Short. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.